You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. to speak on what I've titled, What is Life? What is life? What is life? Philippians chapter 1, verse 19 to 21, I read from the TLB. For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ according to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed. But with all boldness as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Well, the question is, why a man in prison for the very cause he sought to pursue? What is that cause? The cause of the Lord Jesus Christ and his glorious message. I mean, seem to have been deserted and left in prison to perish will make such a statement, such a very profound statement, for me to live is Christ, and for me to die is gain, would actually require some serious scrutiny. Now, as pastors, our job is to constantly set the course of our members and their minds on Christ and eternity. Now, the reason is that humanity in itself is always looking for a new way to please self and doesn't need a reminder to do so. As a bosom friend of mine will say, he said, Josh, it seems like the only power humans possess is the power to commit sin. True. Well, the Bible has never been the book of this life. As we have been made to believe for several years now, most of us grew up and we say, oh, the Bible is a book of life. No. The Bible is the book of the next life. The Bible only uses the things of this life to reveal to us the next life, which is the reason for this life. That's why you would realize with keen observation that all the writers of the books of the Bible and Jesus Christ, who is the author of life, in all their illustrations, 
would use physical truths to explain spiritual truths or use material as a tool to explain the immaterial. Now look at this scenario in the Bible in Luke chapter 11 verse 37 to 42. As he was speaking, one of the Pharisees asked him home for a meal. When Jesus arrived, he sat down to eat without first performing the ceremonial washing required by the Jewish custom. This greatly surprised his host. Then Jesus said to him, You Pharisees, wash the outside, but inside you are still dirty full of greed and wickedness fools didn't god make the inside as well as the outside purity is best demonstrated by generosity but woe to you pharisees for though you are careful to fight even the smallest part of your income you completely forget about justice and the love of god you should tithe, yes, but you should not leave these other things undone. Now, observing the rudiments of this life without recourse to the next life is futile and will definitely lead to abuse. Today, we are all washing our hands at every point due to the COVID-19 or the coronavirus outbreak. Because medical science is telling us to do so. Yet, God commanded the Jews in the ceremonial laws to wash one's hands before eating and wash their dishes with warm water after eating before medical science discovered microbes or microorganisms. The Jews had no concept of microbes in those days. They just did these things ceremonially because God commanded it i'm sure the question will be why is god making us do these crazy things now in the above text was jesus being a rebel to washing hands absolutely no jesus was clearly revealing the act of washing hands for physical hygiene which is the lesser and it is for a far greater purpose. What is that purpose? A life lived with clean hearts and pure thoughts in Christ that pleases the Father leading to eternal life in him, Christ Jesus. Now, let us never equate science with God because science is reactive and God is proactive. If science is the creator, there should be no new virus. And as if we forget, whose world is science searching for solutions? One truth that must be made so clear to humanity is that man cannot entirely solve man's problems. Because any human trying hard to solve humanity's problem is already part of the problem they are solving. We always need the Lord's intervention. That's why we can only bring finality to some of these life's perplexing questions 
if we know why we are here on earth. Why are we brought into this world? We are brought into this world to have the opportunity to choose and receive the entry pass into God's eternal purpose in eternity in Christ. No one is born with a spiritual identity. We choose life or death right here. Just like Adam and Eve were given the opportunity to do so. And they chose death. In their error or disobedience, they opened the door to sin and death. And hence, we find the pattern for sin. This is why God told them to eat the tree of life. A figure of speech for the way of salvation. To be revealed in the fullness of the Godhead bodily Christ Jesus in the fullness of time. In other words, all the work they needed to do was to take and eat. GD or Hemo Oye in Chi and Ga respectively have faith and receive immortality, the grace of God. Deceived by Satan, they couldn't trust God to receive his grace unto eternal life. All humans, therefore, have the choice to give our will back to him in believing. So he equips and empowers us to obey him and not to try to live independent of him and face the consequences eternal death this is what he revealed to Moses in Genesis 1 1 who wrote using metaphors and figures of speech to reveal to us the pattern for life the pattern number one is light Jesus the way of salvation unto eternal life and the other is darkness unbelief nothingness, hopelessness unto eternal damnation. This is how loving and proactive our God is. Those who choose this light or what we call grace and lead many into this grace have fulfilled the eternal purpose and will enjoy eternity in Christ Jesus and receive eternal rewards. People of God, if where you are now is more important than where you are going, then you lost it. Everything we are doing now should be focused on leading us to the ultimate goal. If that is not the case, then this life, our transition point, becomes a distraction from the ultimate goal. I am very sure that by now, the COVID-19 has defined for us what our needs truly are. You would realize that life itself is not your most essential need if it is not secured in the next life. Because you can lose it in just a moment. John 14, 6 clarifies this. Jesus told him, I am the way. Yes, the truth and the life. 
No one can get to the Father except by means of me. Anytime we read the scripture, we only actually regulate or understand that this scripture speaks to prayer. But what he's saying is that there is a place on the other side. And until you receive Jesus, you cannot go to the other side. <laughs> Jesus clarifies this again in John chapter 12 verse 25. He says, if you love your life down here, you will lose it. If you despise your life down here, you will exchange it for eternal glory. Apostle Paul, Apostle John rather, brings to clarity this in John chapter 1 verse 1 to 2. He says, before anything else existed, there was Christ with God. He has always been alive and is himself God. He created everything there is. Nothing exists that he didn't make. Eternal life is in him. And this life gives light to all mankind. His life is the light that shines through the darkness. And the darkness can never extinguish it. John is saying that Jesus is the Logos. Jesus is the word. Jesus is the thread of ideas, the, the reason behind creation. He is the subject matter of creation. He is the one in the center and he is the theme of life. In other words, until you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have not fulfilled life and you have not understood the reason for life. That is why Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 8, 31 to 39 will say, what can we ever say to such wonderful things as these? If God is on our side, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son for us, but gave him up for us all, wouldn't he also surely give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? Will God no. He is the one who has forgiven us and giving us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? Will Christ? No. For he is the one who died for us and came back to life again for us and is sitting at the place of the highest honor next to God pleading for us there in heaven. Who then can ever keep Christ's love from us when we have trouble or calamity when we are hunted down or destroyed is it because he doesn't love us anymore and if we are hungry or penniless or in danger 
or threatened with death. Has God deserted us? No. For the scriptures tell us that for his sake, we must be ready to face death at every moment of the day. We are like sheep awaiting slaughter. But despite all of this, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us enough to die for us. For I am convinced that nothing, nothing, nothing can ever separate us from the love of God. Death cannot. Life cannot. The angels won't. And all powers of hell itself cannot keep God's love away. Our fears for today, our worries about tomorrow, or where we are, high above the sky or in the desert or the deepest ocean, nothing will ever be able to separate us from the love of God demonstrated by our Lord Jesus Christ when he died for us. Who can lay a charge against God's elect? Who is the one that will talk about the, the righteous and say they are condemned? Because they have received the reason for life. And Paul says that no matter what an outside external condition is, we are in the love of the Father. Because we have fulfilled the purpose for life. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. That is the purpose for life. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 53 to 58 says, For our earthly bodies, the ones we have now that can die, must be transformed into heavenly bodies that cannot perish, but will live forever. When this happens, then at last this scripture will come true. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh death, where is your victory? Where is your sting? Where is your bite? Where is your power? For sin, the sting that causes death will all be gone. And the law which reveals sin will no longer be our judge. How we thank God for all of this. It is he who makes us victorious through Christ Jesus our Lord. So my dear brothers. Since future victory is sure. Be strong and steady. Always abounding in the Lord's work. For you know that nothing you do for the Lord is wasted. As it would be if there were no resurrection. In other words. Everything we're doing is because of resurrection. The life we are living is because of the next life. And therefore, if you don't have the next life, everything you are doing is waste. The core of the Christian is the great hope that extends beyond the grave into the glory of God's tomorrow. A little girl was running toward a cemetery as the darkness of evening began to fall. She passed a friend who asked her if she was not afraid to go through the graveyard at night. Oh no, she said. I am not afraid. 
my home is just on the other side. We Christians are not afraid of the night of death because our heavenly home is just on the other side. The resurrection of Christ changed the midnight of bereavement into a sunrise of reunion. And therefore, death is no more a state. Death for us is a transition. It changed the midnight of disappointment into a sunrise of glory. It changed the midnight of fear to a sunrise of peace. Now you can understand. Why in prison? When it seemingly felt like all hope was gone. And Apostle Paul was in a seemingly bizarre situation. He still made a statement and said, For me to live is Christ. And to die is gain. Today, Faith and confidence in the resurrection of Christ can change your fear to hope and your disappointment to joy. This is life. No Jesus, no life. It's my prayer that all your life as you work day and night as you move around, may the decorations of life never cloud your judgment on what life really is. I can see great men who are hiding because of a virus. Everybody is afraid. And we have all come to that point to realize that life in itself is not our most essential need because we can lose it in just a moment. What about the things we so much work hard to earn? They can leave us just in a moment. It's about time we come back to that understanding that we are here for a purpose. Let's live the purpose. Our lives and everything in it are meant to be tools for Christ Jesus and the proclamation of the gospel of our reason, our reason of life and its living. Grace, glorious grace At the cross You called it finished Thank you for listening to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai Lead Pastor, Caris Center International We believe the word has begun a good work in you May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life Caris Center International Living heaven on earth <laughs> <laughs>